Welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast with Sargam, the energy guru. I help successful people connect with their inner abundance using principles of energy to unlock their true potential, helping them create massive success in their personal and professional life so that they can live their greatness. I firmly believe that abundance is a state of being and each one of us can tune to create a life of prosperity and happiness. Welcome to the show. Hi Karan, welcome hey, to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you. So Thank, just, you. Thank you for having me here. I will just introduce uh, my audience to the wonderful person that you are with a short bio. Um, you are a serial uh, entrepreneur and a business coach for last 13 years. Uh, um, author of the Amazon bestseller, and Amazon Editor's Choice, Cattle or Catalyst, how entrepreneurs can build a second line of leaders, get out of the trap of self-employment to focus on strategic growth of business. You're also known as the systems freak and uh, Karan firmly believes that uh, systems work wonders to bring out the best in people to produce results. So welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast, Karan. Thank you so much, Sargam, for having me here. Uh, it's a pleasure being on your podcast and uh, looking forward to a wonderful interaction with you. Thank you. So my first question, uh, Karan, is how did you start on this entrepreneurship journey? Uh, can you tell us more about your background and uh, what made you an entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ask any entrepreneur this and uh, uh, that's the most, sometimes one of the most weirdest or the most difficult question to answer. Uh, so, um, I wouldn't call myself an accidental entrepreneur, definitely not, but it's not something which was always on the charts for me. Uh, I, I've always grown up in an entrepreneurial, I've grown up in an entrepreneurial family. My dad has been an entrepreneur, my grandfather's been an entrepreneur, and uh, uh, my grandfather's a big uh, role model for me. You know, he's been my inspiration when he was alive, and he always taught me about uh, other successful entrepreneurs and how they would be and uh, instilled that that DNA of being an entrepreneur at a very young age. But, you know, when I got into school and got into college when, in my high school age, I was like uh, pretty much wanted to follow the horde mentality, get, try to get an IT job, uh, you know, go into engineering because at that time in my day and age, at that point in time, engineering was the cool thing to do. But uh, what happened was that uh, in my first semester itself, uh, I happened, fortunate for me, uh, I happened to be a part of a, a youth organization, which is where me and Rajiv actually met. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, that's where within my first semester, because of the kind of exposure I got, I kind of made a decision that engineering is not for me. Uh, and uh, I want to be an entrepreneur no matter what. So that decision, uh, to be precise, it was September 5th, 2005. Mm -hmm. uh, I still remember that day. Uh, that decision is what led me to embark on this really, really awesome journey of entrepreneurship. And here we are. Wonderful. So, um, so what were the major challenges that you faced during this journey? I'm sure, you know, as an entrepreneur, the journey can never be smooth. And, uh, you know, how much I know you, I know you guys have had a tremendous experience uh, in the uh, coaching and training industry. Yep. Uh, you know, as a corporate uh, uh, trainer and coach, and then, you know, establishing Quantum Leap, which is uh, one of the 
biggest uh, coaching uh, and training company today. So, so how has this journey been and what were the major challenges that you faced? So the journey has obviously been very eventful. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not an entrepreneurial journey if it's not eventful for sure. It's never going to be a straight line. So we've had our ups and downs, uh, many, many ups and downs. Uh, probably uh, when it comes to our journey, uh, in the first few years, we were just trying to make things work, uh, trying to find our way. We started off as a outbound team building company. That's all we knew. Uh, that's all we, we were experienced doing. And then little did we know that that's like probably one of the most low-hanging fruits for any corporate organization. And at that point in time, we used to focus on corporates and uh, uh, tried our hand a lot at uh, uh, helping corporate organizations transform their business results. And uh, if you really look back and and question that decision, it was pretty absurd because I was, what, 20, 21-year-olds and we're walking into uh, major MNCs and corporates saying that, you know what, I'm going to accelerate your business results. I'm going to teach you strategies to help you improve your top line and bottom line performance. Uh, I was grateful and I'm pretty thankful that uh, there were a lot of people who took a shot at us and gave us the opportunity to uh, even showcase what abilities we had. And we did a really good job. Like probably the first client we worked with, we were able to increase their business results by, I'm talking about their top line revenues by 30% in just three months of time being an MNC. So that's when we got a lot of confidence and a lot of the work which we're doing today yeah, mm-hmm. at the scale at which we're doing and we actually were doing uh, back in 2007-2008. Yeah, we didn't know that this is the potential it would have and we did it in our own haphazard way. But I don't think at that point in time the world was ready to uh, receive it from us because we, you know, we were nobodies. We were kids, let me put it that way. Um, and that's when the challenges started where obviously we weren't able to, we had a team of uh, you know youngsters, we uh, we were immature in our own, uh, in the way we would do business, obviously, because we didn't have that kind of exposure and the challenges of getting business on the table start coming in. And then, but the good part about us, and I talk for me, Rajiv and Pranav is that, uh, uh, thankfully we've had exposure as well as, uh, uh, you know, I would say kind of a learning attitude from the very beginning about working on ourselves and not going with the flow. So we'd constantly question what's working, what's not working and trying to evolve. We started building a brand that uh, building a brand in the sense is started working on corporate uh, training projects rather than trying to do a lot of coaching projects. That opened up another uh, whole uh, series of challenges uh, to try to compete with many established players and establish our credibility and prove to people that, hey, you know what, give us a shot and we can do good. And I must say that at that point in time, we did a really good job. We built a solid name. I think in about three to four years of time from the year 2008, 2009 till about 2012, 13. By that time, we had already worked with more than 150 to 170 plus corporate organizations and uh, we used to do a fair amount of training. And uh, we started building our team as youngsters. And then another series of challenges started uh, cropping up uh, about uh, how do we fulfill our aspirations as entrepreneurs because at the end of the day, we're running an organization over here. We have salaries to pay. We have rent to pay. We're not uh, uh, freelance trainers who are okay with making a certain amount of money every month. There are three of us, et cetera, et cetera. And then we started looking for more opportunities. And I think uh, that 2010 to 2012, that phase was probably the phase where we made the biggest mistakes, which led us to uh, the year 2012, which is where... Uh, 
I would say probably I I would say that was the most challenging year. But all the decisions which we took from 2010 to 2012 led to 2012. Uh, mm-hmm. In two thousand nine, we started off our second business, which was into recruitment. Uh, when I look back, uh, obviously, I feel that was a bad decision because uh, we didn't have the kind of expertise we thought uh, was required for us to do the business. We thought we could wing it. We were youngsters; we would learn on the go. And I ended up hiring almost a twenty twenty five member team, a full time team of recruiters. For a business which I had no core expertise in, just because I was in the training field and I thought that the target customer is the same, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and then to obviously uh, I would say fulfill the needs of the twenty five people I had hired, uh, I had to put business on the table. So I would look for more opportunities, and one thing led to another, and we would make probably the most drastic, severe decisions, uh, which led to our business going bust in the year two thousand twelve. uh that way we would look for other opportunities and i started off my second my third business which was into outsourced project management in the year 2010 again fantastic learning opportunity good business but uh, uh we got cheated we got uh, duped by our clients and uh, didn't get paid for almost two years of the effort we put in in spite of investing in a team and everything all right and uh, those were bad decisions which led to probably one of the most challenging phases of my life Uh, in the year 2012 when both these businesses had to shut down mm-hmm. and um, me and my partners there is rajiv and pranav we were in a 45 lakh rupee debt and a 75 lakh rupee loss and i was about 25 years of age or 25 26 years of age and uh, um i not very difficult situation to be in at that age where you're trying usually people try to start making their life at that age and trying to figure out who they want to be and i was so clear about who i don't want to be <laughs> yeah um in 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 one way it's really good because once you get clear about whom you don't want to be a lot of possibilities open up about who you want to be yeah, uh but uh, yeah that was probably the biggest challenges the biggest series of challenges and that was the epitome of all the challenges which we faced and that phase continued from 2012 to 2014 no mm-hmm. nothing worked whatever we would touch even though we had the talent even though we had the capability we had the credibility we had the experience There was obviously certain glaring gaps in the way we did our business because of which we landed up the way we were, uh, and I had to accept to myself that yeah, we, in simple words, we sucked. We 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 weren't good. There were lots for us to figure out as to what needs to be done differently, and uh, that was in some uh, to add to the entire mix. You know, I just got engaged. Two thousand twelve December, I got engaged. Uh, I was married, arranged. So arranged marriage situation. um it's not like i have a great history with my then fiance where she understands what's happening with me and uh, it opened up quite a lot of insecurities for me yeah. and uh, probably a phase which burned um, me to really question who i am and my identity and and what i've done and a very low patch so that was probably in summary all the major challenges i've gone through and how it led to that classic year of 2012 where everything went down and down so that's my challenges journey <laughs> i think you know most of us would be able to uh, relate with the journey that you've been through because you know when we see you today or when we see you know, rajiv or pranav today you know we will not be able to understand what it takes to reach there you know we all want to aspire to become like you but when when we uh, fail you know it is that is when it becomes really difficult to even believe that we could you know reach 
a place where probably we'll be called successful. You know, it happens with most of the entrepreneurs and this could bring a lot of light into their life. I'm sure it will. Having said that, um, I think if you look at any entrepreneur's journey, I mean, there are, I mean, there are, there, there are varied uh, perceptions about success. When, yeah. Once you hit a one milestone one, then you aspire to milestone two. That's obviously going to be the way it is. I've worked with as well as uh, been, uh, uh, I would say, following and learning from many, many successful entrepreneurs. Uh, they all have the similar journey. It's, it's, it's not possible for you to achieve success without going through so many failures. It's the failures which, which create the success. So mm-hmm. any person who aspires to be successful has to be willing to go through the grind to be able to explore themselves, to know what works, to know what doesn't work, because it's not a straight line. If there's one thing which I've learned, mm-hmm. and it's not a straight line, and it'll never be a, a straight line. It's it's going to be shabby. It's going to be all over the place. You are going to face situations where you got to sometimes really question, what am I doing? Am I doing it right? Uh, and only surpassing those hurdles will open up the possibilities of you achieving your perception of success. So it's part and parcel. You have to go through it. That's my point. Right. And then how did this book happen? The cattle and the, uh, you know, catalyst. The cattle or catalyst. I mean, the book was always on the charts, to be very honest, Ardham. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what I, what is a part of that book uh, uh, has been something which I'm working with entrepreneurs for quite some time. I released, the, I launched the book on uh, Jan 8th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what was going to go inside the book was probably ready in the year 2015-16 itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've been working with a lot of entrepreneurs in our entire ecosystem and training them on their ability to build a second line team for quite some time. It was What led to it was, uh, one, it was high time that I also launched a book. As simple as that. So we had planned it in, in tandem where Rajiv launched his book in February 2016 and I launched my book in January 2019. So it was planned that way. Uh, and uh, the book was, both the books are very complimentary. Hmm. So it's like you firstly lead or bleed and then you have to lead, read cattle or catalyst. It goes in that sequence yeah. because once you implement the pay system, which Rajiv talks about in the book, lead or bleed, then for you to scale up your business and start building a second line team for, as a, as a leader, you got to, you know, probably implement a lot of the stuff which I share in cattle or catalyst. So it was something which was always in the charts for me and, uh, this was my way of uh, uh, one getting myself out there to showcase uh, what I can do, okay, and giving people a little bit of uh, insight as to what is required for them to build a business which can be scalable by implementing the right kind of systems and using the right kind of skills for them to scale up their business. So that was the thought process behind the book, yeah. and uh, yeah, and today, yeah, the book is. Uh, I mean, I believe it's a good book. A lot of people have told me that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 gone on to become an Amazon bestseller. It's gone on to become an Amazon editor's choice. Um, and today, a lot of entrepreneurs use that book as, uh, uh, in fact, coincidentally, I'm in Hyderabad right now. And uh, uh, I met one of my brother-in-law's clients and he, my, my, my brother-in-law called me down saying I wanted to meet him. And the reason why he wanted to meet me was because he had read my book. And he's like, oh my God. And uh is sharing stuff about my book which i think i'd also forgotten and like like, this part was amazing and that part was amazing and i learned so much over here so it's mainly focused on entrepreneurs being able to upskill themselves to be able to lead their teams in a manner where they can scale so that's the ideology behind the books 
and how important do you think is is um, you know learning and having a good coach in a life uh, because you know when i see you and rajiv you've gone through a lot of learning you know in in your life and probably you know bringing all that learning to the people who are you are coaching now so how did you come in um, you know contact with success gyan or how you know did you go through the same kind of uh, aspiration of uh, you know like all the people who want to join um, you know coaching and training industry they go Obviously. to you know meeting these amazing guys you know t harvaker or brian tracy or jack canfield so so the aspiration was always there sargam i mean we were all the same at the end of the day and uh, uh, i remember uh, i mean uh, Rajiv has obviously shared his point of view about uh, him uh, wanting to attend the NAC in Bangalore yeah. in the year 2014, if I remember right. And uh, Robert Kiyosaki was in the event, and uh, he was coincidentally there to meet a friend of us, and uh, he wasn't able to attend that event obviously because he didn't have the money for it at that point of time. But uh, people like Robert Kiyosaki, people like T. Harvaker, are people whom uh, uh, people like Tony Robbins are people whom we've. I've grown up to let me put it that way. Yeah, so from the age of seven, six, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, around that age, I would say is that uh, uh, I've read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I've read uh, uh, Awaken the Giant Within and uh, by Tony Robbins, and I've read Secrets of a Millionaire's Mind when I was eighteen years old. For me, I was so kicked about reading that book. I was eighteen, and I remember me and a couple of friends kind of organized like a workshop for each of us, for each other, to really sit down and implement. uh what the learnings were from the book secrets of a millionaire's mind i'm talking about that that was the kind of influence wow. on me and uh obviously it was an aspiration uh i never dreamt that all this would be possible at that point in time for us it was always about impacting people but as and when we start getting exposed we were always you know trying to figure out how can we really make it big and uh that's when i mean we didn't know the answer to be precise okay we we had the talent that was very clear about it because today what we teach entrepreneurs is what is our uh, expertise you know our coaches has helped us to scale our hope our coaches have helped us to to grow in our skills but our expertise which we give out in business has always been ours mm-hmm. yeah so yes. how do you how do you get that expertise out there to everybody else who can receive value from it and benefit yourself also as a business owner that was our biggest struggle you know and that's when success gyan i mean we had the fortune of getting in touch with them we met so then in a couple of events which we had hosted ourselves in the year 2014 15 we had we tried our hand at uh, um, you know bringing down established speakers you yeah. know in collaboration with uh, other promoters so i've also been on the promoter side of the business by the way even oh, before okay. yeah, me rajiv all of us uh, we had the fortune of uh, uh, bringing down uh, ron kaufman uh, along in partnership with other uh, partners uh to bring ron ron kaufman is probably the world's number one customer service guru mm-hmm. okay uh, he's the uh, uh author of the book uplift your service okay um and he is the one responsible for making changi airport the number one airport in the world the singapore airport wow okay yeah. uh, so so we brought him down and uh, we also at that point time bought another person called bob yurochuk who was very popular in the sales uh, field at that point of time and all this was again Uh, and also we played a huge part of bringing on uh, uh, I, mean, i would say a significant part to uh, support our partners to bring down jack and phil i think this was in the year 2012 or 13 i don't remember exactly where uh, he was brought on to bangalore and uh, that's when i met jack for the first time mm-hmm. okay uh, 
and that was again like one childhood dream getting accomplished that uh, i've grown up to uh, chicken soup for the soul etc etc little did i know that you know what six years after that he is going to launch my book i never had the wildest of imagination yeah. that i will have that opportunity for jack and phil to launch my book personally himself but uh, that's when in those series of events we met suren and uh, uh, we struck a kind of a connection a kind of a chord about uh, uh, what is happening and what is going to happen in the market and then suren got down um, uh, haveka for the first time mm-hmm. uh, and this was uh, in the year uh, i think it was the year 2014 again 2014 around that time if i remember right and uh, i remember haveka mmi was happening for the first time haveka was coming down chennai and bangalore and for me i had to pinch myself like really haveka is coming down and i was like i don't care no matter what i need to be there because i have learned from this from him from childhood mm-hmm. and that's how our journey started you know me attending the mmi and then attending a law series of learning programs which uh, uh, success can got exposed to us i mean they, they got the opportunity and we got exposed to them um, you know we learned the entire mmi funnel uh people the quantumly programs that is you know the trainer trainer etc that's when i had the amazing opportunity to meet my mentors blair and mm-hmm. understood the ethics and uh, the the values you need to have by for being a teacher and uh, today everything which me and rajiv emulate is because of who blair is and what he's ingrained in us um it was because success again i met my my biggest mentor said raj afri uh because uh, so that she has been my turn around and again all credit if success again was not in the picture i would have never met sidra mm-hmm. okay and uh, she completely turned my life around and uh, really unlocked uh, my unlocked my blocked energies uh, to sh- to make me see the way which i had to walk on so that uh, i can you know live to my highest potential so did, did i always knew that learning is important and it's extremely critical yeah but you know sometimes you don't know where to learn from i've had my share of mentors i've had very successful business owners uh, who have tried to mentor us uh, in the past and uh, i would say they've, they've been a part of very established organizations but i still if i really have to be truthful about it i wasn't really satisfied because i didn't really get the direction i was looking for but uh, when a proper learning platform came in the picture okay and for me that was in the form of success gan to be honest yeah it really gave me the kind of exposure to understand what is possible and gave me the right kind of knowledge to use our expertise and our talent to scale up mm-hmm. yeah and uh, with that being said i sincerely believe that for me every single failure i've got in my life the only reason why i've been able to bounce back from it and move forward is because i've been able to know what to learn from mm-hmm. and i've gotten access to the right learning for me to get out of the situation so that i have to move forward so learning is probably the number one skill required for anybody to be successful it's just that you need to be able to have the ability to know what to learn and whom to learn it from yeah and that is critical absolutely yeah i completely resonate with it so karan uh, in your journey you know you you've met successful people you've coached successful people so what do you think is the energetic blueprint of success you know qualities that you seem are very common or are essential to being successful Probably. So I so I'll tell you my perception of energetic blueprint. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Your your mind, your body, your physical body, your spiritual body, your emotional body need to be in alignment. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll tell you what I mean by this. Anyone who's been successful, uh, they're aligned. They're aligned with themselves. It happens automatically. Usually, people who are not successful, you'll always find them conflicted. Okay, what they're doing and what they're feeling versus what they're thinking or who they're being doesn't match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, energetic blueprint is equal to you creating a kind of a blueprint where all of this is integrated together to put you on that path or the mission for you to fulfill your the potential or the or the destiny which you're supposed to fulfill. And all those pieces coming together in the same proportion, like as if you know, imagine. You're sitting down in a laboratory and you're making a cool formula. Everything needs to be perfect, yeah. yeah? And that is some for it to for you to create the right kind of output. Now, what that perfection is depends on person to person. But that chemical formula being really integrated with your energies, so that you are in the best of your ability to do what you're supposed to do, what you've been uh, destined to do in this world, is what is the energetic blueprint to me. And in your course of life, when this formula gets disrupted. yeah mm-hmm. your 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 pathway also gets disrupted and then you got to go back realign retune yeah like like as if you're going to a mechanics workshop to retune yourself to be able to align again because when all these these energies are in alignment you know whether you people call it chakras whether people call it uh, uh you know uh, all these four bodies whatever technical term you want to use depending upon your exposure for me it's about are your energies in alignment to take you to where you need to be anything out of place you will get disrupted yeah so that's the way i see energetic blueprint for anybody who's successful mm-hmm. what do you think you are you are the energy expert honestly not me sargam <laughs> yeah, i've been a fortunate student of energy uh, it has changed my game i mentioned sidra jafri and uh, she has really probably been the mentor who's had the maximum impact on my life uh, there's no two ways about that you know i've apart from professional success personal success i've had many miracles happening in my life because of it and i've realized that uh, it has for me it's worked because i've i've consciously tried to put all my energies like i mentioned in alignment to channelize it towards the the outcome i want yeah, yeah? and and that's the right kind of guidance i got and that's when the so called word miracle actually seems to happen because you realize it's actually not a miracle it's the most obvious thing people call it a miracle because they don't they don't consciously work on aligning all these energies yeah absolutely and, and when they they do it by mistake yeah or they do it without conscious attention yeah and it happens they're like oh my god it's a miracle mm-hmm. so true yeah i think you know your heart is the compass so if it feels good within you know you are on the right track and and that feeling thinking and doing needs to be aligned in order to create that you know impact Yeah. Uh, to your work i think yeah. that is the essence of uh, you know being in alignment i agree yeah. i totally agree yeah so yeah beautifully said so you know um, sidra is one person like i've i've heard from you guys and you know somewhere uh, i i love to listen about her so any anything that you would want to share any experience that you had with her that uh, you know uh, made you feel more connected with the energy part of the world oh um... honestly many there is uh-huh. you can but i'll tell you the one which had the maximum impact on me okay yeah um me being a father is a result of her uh helping me with my energies wow it was probably like my, my son now is 15 months old uh and his name is shivansh and uh, uh again 
based on my definition i would not call it a miracle because uh, other people would who would not understand this but for me i would not call him a miracle because i realized how me and my wife kyle had to align our energies for that uh, that wonderful creation of life to happen uh, but uh, we've had our history like uh, i me and kyle when we got married in 2013 uh, in 2015 we were pregnant and uh, which which did not uh, succeed you know we had a miscarriage not a miscarriage we had to we had to let go of the pregnancy because of uh, abnormalities and uh, uh, that's when we met sidra and for us we really wanted to be parents in 2015 is when i really met sidra for the first time and started working with her mm-hmm. and she did some energetic processes of helping us let go of the entire baby at that point in time because apparently we weren't ready for it simple and that's when a big struggle journey happened from the year 2000 15 till the year 2018 okay where you know i if i look back and see that uh, was bobby biologically perfect absolutely you know everything every medical test done was said that everything's fine it just wasn't happening mm-hmm. yeah and it was sidra's intervention to really uh, i would say align the energies required for us to to be ready to be parents because uh, what big lesson i have learned Uh, one of the big lessons i would say i wouldn't say one big lesson i would say one of the major lessons i've learned uh, there are many but this one is that uh, you'll get things only when you deserve it yeah and there's no point in fighting it mm-hmm. yeah and and for you to be able to deserve it you got to work on yourself to be able to bring yourself to that level where you can deserve it whether it is any kind of aspiration whether it is success money whatever you may call it and i, I think it really got me and pile to really work on ourselves to be ready to be parents mm-hmm. and then i mean like how it would happen normally without any kind of i mean we, we didn't bother to try any kind of alternate methods of trying to get pregnant uh, like or ivf or any of those things it was because you know after a period of time when you're trying for to be a parent for quite some time and it's not happening you start contemplating these kind of options yeah, which yeah. is totally fine but for us everything happened normally and you know my son was born everything fine all normal all good and and i would if i go back and say my son is actually sidra's gift to me that she used to say this to me that shivansh is not your boy he's my boy by the way sidra is officially i mean of course she's um, I, i i can't i still don't talk like as if she's no longer with us that's the fact uh, we uh, but we did lose her to a fire accident in march of this year it was probably one of the most tragic and unfortunate incidents in my life i kind of felt at that point of time where like how i'd feel when i lose a parent i ha- I, i mean i haven't lost a parent but uh, both my both i'm thankfully both my my parents are with me but the grief i went through at that point of time was i kind of understood what it would feel to lose a parent so it was a very tragic loss for us but uh, sidra was i was and is my son's godmother you know still looking out for him <laughs> and uh, i and uh, so so those experiences like i clearly like she had planned her travel to bangalore during uh, for her to do her soul spa in a manner where it was uh, one week or one and a half weeks after my son was born so that she could be there to mm-hmm. do all the entire uh, ceremonies of officiating her as his godmother etc etc and i mean uh, she he truly his he truly is her her gift Yeah. so that was probably the number one experience yeah. i've had with her where i truly believe that at the end at the end of the day it's all about the energetic blueprint like a lot of people say energy is everything everything is energy and 
you got to get that mix in order for you to make miracles happen so yeah that was one one point another uh, another obviously our entire success story as a business there's a lot she had to play with making that happen so that's uh, she's been the one behind the scenes to uh, put us in the right direction getting the three of us our energies to be in uh, i would say in alignment the same words right we can live to our uh, maximum potential and really do the magic we we want we always aspire to do so there are many more but these are i think probably yeah. the two major experiences which has had the maximum impact on my life then now and even in the future consider beautiful i think you know um, like you said it is one of the biggest gift you know for to be a parent and uh, you know to have somebody who can give you that hope who can who can give you that uh, you know create that for you yep energetically Absolutely. Absolutely. so yeah it's, it's a beautiful miracle and i'm sure you'll cherish it for your entire life Obviously. as it grows yeah as it grows yeah so yeah beautiful so um how do you as you know manage your personal professional and if you have a spiritual life also how do you do that karan so um how do i manage it i mean what systems do you have in place you know as a system that guy so yeah if you're asking me that um i've had my own struggles with it it's not something which has been so obvious and mechanical because obviously you go through different phases of life uh where uh, different things become your priority yeah so there's no right answer for that sargam i mean if anybody would tell you that uh, uh i will budget this much time for this area of my life and budget this much time to this area of my life and is able to live it completely uh, i would say that's a big lie because uh, it depends on the situations you're going through it depends on the context you're operating from and it also depends on what is a priority for you in that moment of your life yeah, yeah? like for me if you ask me 5 years back my biggest priority um will be only my work yeah mm-hmm. and uh, i would systemize my time and manage my time where i would even if it is a holiday and i have a, had an opportunity to work i would work mm-hmm. not and was it a problem for me no i i i'll i i still love my work i still love my work even then but at that point in time like you know like 5 to 7 years back i just about gotten married i had to my priorities were to to make it count for myself and you know so i would systemize everything you know keeping that in mind today if you ask me is my work important obviously it's important yeah yeah there's no two ways about it but there are other things which are equally if not more important yeah mm-hmm. so in today's situation you know spending time with my son spending time with my wife uh giving having my me time working on myself all that becomes important so in today's situation uh, i have certain codes and rules those are systems i follow uh my 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 coach also and me work with work i work with my coach to kind of establish this these codes and systems for myself for example um when i'm talking and this is something i've i've started taking on very recently by the way so it's working beautifully for me that uh, uh system number 1 is that when i'm at home and i'm talking to anybody at home i make sure i leave my phone on the other side okay uh-huh. so i i don't want to be unreal that oh i will not look at my phone mm-hmm. yeah i will yeah and i will like to it's okay yeah having said that when i'm talking to pile or say when i'm playing with someone i'm not going to have my phone in my hand mm. yeah so that i'm fully present uh, another system or code which i have is that uh, uh, like uh, i ensure that i spend about 30 minutes a day with my son whenever i want okay where i'm i'm doing some teaching to him so i'm not talking about babysitting i'm not talking about uh, doing chores uh, yeah. that doesn't count as time now that's suppose that's a responsibility so right. like say i'm reading a book 
okay or i'm playing with him or i'm helping him do some stacking or something of that sort over there so 30 minutes whenever wherever that's that's my time where i'm working on his cognitive development so right. that's another system which i have adopted which is working well for me to to manage that time okay then uh, 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 i have my 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 being a log time i call it being a log time because that's the time i kind of switch off and behave like a log <laughs> whether i am uh, lying down or whether i am just uh, watching tv etc etc to give my me time so that is something i'm very particular about uh, uh, as much as possible on a daily basis uh-huh. you know that i rewind myself and enjoy enjoy watching my sitcoms enjoy watching movies and i give that time for myself okay and to make all these three happen i put in certain rules in place about say uh, not uh, not working beyond 6 pushing it 6:30 now it's not like if it happens once in a while i'm going to beat myself up that's the beauty that's the key part about making the systems work you can't feel guilty about it when it fails it just helps you to measure better mm-hmm. yeah but uh, these are rules are put in place so that i at least have direction to follow yeah 6 o'clock wind up work don't work on weekends unless or until you have a program uh um so so a combination of all of this put together mm-hmm. is how i balance everything i use a planner i'm very very like for me without without my planner i'm i'm like i'm like a headless chicken let me put it that way yeah. uh i have to budget everything i do i have to write down what i'm doing when and that gives me direction to know what i need to do more than anything else it gives me direction to know what i should not do mm-hmm. yeah so i use these simple uh, and you know for me it's it's not rocket science a lot of people believe that doing balancing work life balance all this stuff oh it's a big ordeal i don't think so it's about putting in some simple systems in practice putting in some simple some simple habits in practice yeah. and using simple tools like i don't i i personally i'm not a big fan of going on your calendar etc etc because the minute you do that you just land on spending 15 minutes just doing that i i so agree yeah. yeah and who was the pay? i don't want to keep looking at my phone every now and then for that yeah i use a simple book okay like i'll show you my book like it's 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 a basic one like this my hand life planner is is gotten over so i use this okay not rocket science yeah. yeah i write my budget like this see i draw donald duck's caricatures also on it also no problem yeah like this yeah i just budget my time like this that's all yeah and this is my life saver yeah this is my life saver i go everywhere just using that so it just it just going on going on to uh simplicity as i said this before i'll say it again now systems work people don't yeah the key in any system is that if it's not simple it's not doable and yeah. that's been my philosophy in life so that's how i manage all my different avatars i i go out every week uh, and when i'm saying going out i'm either catching up with a friend in my house or their house keeping in mind this corona time so obviously we're not going out but i hang out with my friends uh, people whom i whom i meet quite often who i know they're safe uh, i have my me time i have my uh chill out time i do all of that mm-hmm. yeah and uh uh it's just about making sure about what your priorities are and when they have to do it so that you're clear and what do you do for your mind body alignment uh mind body alignment i work out okay that okay. that's one thing which really helps me every uh-huh. single day it's a fixed time okay yeah i work out a lot uh and i'm working with a coach mm-hmm. yeah so my my mind body alignment uh i have a personal coach who works with me and uh i have everyday conversations his name is ashnesh rao and uh uh he's pretty much working on my mind body alignment me helping me to process my emotions yeah. uh, get become a lot more present become a lot more aware of what is working what is not working who i am to ensure that i'm able to be on the path of achieving what i want to achieve 
So uh, uh, that is my system because I know that for something like that, I need I need a coach. Uh, I'm a coach, so I understand the importance of a coach. So I have a coach who works with me too. Okay, and um, that is another endeavor which I'm which I'm working on to ensure that mind, body, emotions, or everything is in alignment. Like I said, that alignment of all these four parts need to be in order. So that's my system to check everything or every area in my life so that everything is working on the right side. And uh, my personal belief is that for something like that, uh, you shouldn't trust yourself. You should work with an expert because uh, that's when you are able to be held accountable and you're able to reflect on what's working so that you can continue in that direction. And it's been quite an amazing journey for me the last two months specifically with this entire lockdown and all those things over there. You know, sometimes things get array. It's not easy for you to process how life is different. So that has really worked for me personally and I'm pretty happy. Wonderful. And I think, you know, to all those people who are listening, you know, it is important to understand that people who are constantly striving for success or are successful also have their coaches, you know. They are constantly, consistently learning. I have four coaches I work with for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I have my, 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 my life coach, my personal coach who works on like you said, mind body alignment for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, my my diet coach who's a nutritionist. I have uh, 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 a financial coach. Okay. And uh, I used to have a physical coach. Now I'm transitioning right now into a new uh, physical coach to work on my fitness. Right. Okay. So all these four areas for me are critical areas where I know I need help in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want to make it big. When I'm saying make it big, I want to accomplish the results I want. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's big. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel if you want to play a game which is worth it, you need a coach. Simple. So yeah, I have four coaches. <laughs> yeah. Precisely said. You know, if you want to grow, you need a coach. If you want to you know, be successful, you need a coach. Because at one point of time, probably you don't know the way ahead. Or you don't know how to reach uh, to that destination. So it's always good to have somebody who can see beyond your limitations. Absolutely. Right? Okay, for you personally, Karan, who is that one source of inspiration who keeps you, you know, on your toes, motivated, um, and you know, just strive to become the best version of yourself? Surprisingly, right now it's my son. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, I'm surprised for myself, you know, because uh, see, as a person, I've, I've I've had role models, no doubt about it. Okay, uh, in different uh, stages of my life, but uh, I've never had to uh, rely on external sources to motivate myself. I've always been a very self-motivated person. I'm not the kind of person who would go. I mean, would I get mo- motivated when I go into a seminar? Of course, like anybody else, I would be. I would be motivated. But at the end of the day, my action is has always been a result of me making decisions. And I'm like a bulldog. You know, once I once I set my mind to it, uh, there's nothing that can stop me from making it happen. Yeah, that's one of my biggest strengths from, from converting, you know, from, from origin to reality. Yeah, I can make it happen. Yeah, so, you know, my, my mind works that way. Having said that, since I've become a father, my motivation has quadrupled. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I, I see my son and uh, I just want to be better than who I am today. Only because I can be the right role model for him. Only so that I can I can inculcate the values uh, I've been brought up in and what I believe is good in him, 
so that he can be a better human being he can i mean he, he can he can go out there and do something useful with his life i'm not particular about what he does that's not that's his journey but at least he needs to be prepared enough to be able to do what he wants to do so so for me uh that is what really pushes me okay so so uh to to question myself like of like let me put it this way in the last 6 months specifically when he's growing right that's the time i mean again this lockdown has had its benefits also where you i've seen my son grow i've seen him from crawling to walking to running to babbling and if i had a my normal life pre covid i probably would have missed all of these things because of the way i used to travel yeah. yeah being being honest here so when i'm seeing this transition happening i'm kind of realizing the amount of influence i can have on him okay uh, for him to be the best version of himself and for that i need to be the best version of myself yeah Uh, and that is what pushes me every single day you know I, people have said these things before all these dialogues you know oh parenting is the biggest responsibility etc etc easy to say but once you're a parent only then you know uh, so hats off to all parents okay i'm a, i'm a father right now my world has changed you know and and i realize the magnitude it has so yeah it's a big responsibility it's probably the, my biggest responsibility today not because i have to take care of him that's not the point yeah because my responsibility is to bring him up is yeah. to, to and, and for me that is more it's not about providing for him all that is secondary things to he needs to I, i what i do will define the person he's going to be so his life is in my hands right now yeah yeah uh, that's that's the motivation i have beautiful yes i can so relate with my four year old so <laughs> every day you know i look at her and i i just feel you know it's a beautiful responsibility to have and you know the only way probably you can bring up good kids is by becoming better yourself absolutely so yeah and i'm th- i'm like 100% sure you're on that journey and probably you know it's a journey definitely yeah, learn everything so so a, a short a rapid fire yep yeah so your favorite book <laughs> my favorite book i have to think it's not a rapid fire actually can i give you fiction yes you can yeah so i'm a huge fan of harry potter Ooh. okay yeah i'm a big time potter head so i would say my all time favorite would be that um your favorite place to hang out starbucks near my house with my <laughs> wife all time favorite your dream destination for a holiday uh it's not my dream destination but it's new zealand i've been there uh-huh. but right now it's like my only destination i know a day goes by i don't think about new zealand that's okay so, so us, yeah the last holiday that we've had you know is is closest to our heart and we are all missing it for me that's not my last holiday oh you went after the, that I mean, we went to new zealand we went in, to new zealand in 2017 18 that was 3 years back okay years last holiday was australia Okay. okay was, but still New Zealand beats it. Mhm. Yeah, okay. so by far the best. I I after New Zealand I've gone to Vietnam, I've gone to many I've gone to many, I've gone to many other places. Yeah. Oh, wow. But New Zealand for me tops it all. Not okay. a day goes by I don't think about no, that's it. That's on my list. We counting the three years right now. Yeah, and not a uh, not a day goes by where I don't think about it. Wow. Okay. Great. Your favorite um you know character it could be cartoon or maybe you know superhero 
సూపర్ హీరో అయన్ మ్యాన్ ఫ్రమ్ మార్వెల్ అండ్ బ్యాట్ మ్యాన్ ఫ్రమ్ డిసి సో ఐ డోంట్ హ్యావ్ అ ఫేవరెట్ ఫ్రమ్ ఈచ్ దీస్ టూ పీపుల్ ఫార్ షోర్ బట్ ఐ హెడ్ పిక్ బిట్వీన్ ద టూ మై లైక్ హూమ్ ఐ ఆల్వేస్ బిన్ అ ఫ్యాన్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్వేస్ బిన్ బ్యాట్ మ్యాన్ ఐ లవ్ ద గైన్ ఐమ్ అ సూపర్ హీరో గీక్ బై ద వే what's your favorite food my favorite food is mutton biryani your favorite quote my favorite quote is from this movie called gladiator it's a very popular movie uh and uh, the main character maximus says this what you do in life echoes in eternity wow it's my favorite all wow. time quote wow that was my last question for this podcast uh, karan it's it's just so, been amazing and uh, you know uh, seeing your journey you've been so inspiring for all of us and i'm sure you know you have you know miles to go and create lots of success for yourself and for others as well so keep doing the wonderful work that you are you doing you need to keep doing what you are doing sargam i mean i i mean it goes without saying see it's very few people who who understand the depth of energy all right uh, but once you understand the depth of energy you start realizing that that is the one thing which will dictate everything else in your life and what you are doing today uh, is actually a service for people if because it opens up a world of possibilities which otherwise would have just been dreams so so hats off to you because uh, people like you are people who actually help people understand their true stuff potential see it doesn't matter what knowledge you have all that is important but if you're not in alignment like we spoke about yeah uh, in the with the right kind of energies you may be the best person on the planet but you'll go in the wrong direction i've experienced it so i know the value of it so thank you for for truly doing something which can really be of service to people and and save them from themselves so that they can play their fullest potential you know you need to keep doing this more people need to learn from you thank you so much karan it means a lot to me and i'm sure you know uh, people will realize that all of us um, who are growing evolving you know it is a journey for us and uh, probably you know when when we touch lives our lives also get brightened and you know uh, better Absolutely. by by doing the kind of work that we are doing and it helps to better ourselves well said i totally agree thank you so much for this uh, podcast and uh, we'll you know publish it soon awesome looking forward so thank you thank you thank you thank you <laughs>